The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Hey, it's 1.30 on a Wednesday at the Star in Frisco, and here we are again. We're inside the SWBC podcast studio, and there's nobody out on the practice field. What is going on, Mickey Spagnola? <laughs> Bill Jones, you need to get here early to be able to see practice because they started at about 11.20 and practiced till 1 o'clock. You know what that means, Everson Walls? What does that mean, Bill that Jones? That means the... Post-practice interviews are all over with. Mickey Spagnola, our reporter on the scene who's dressed up like a reporter from the 40s. He looks like he's got, he's, he's got <laughs> That's a his Easter tie suit. on and everything. Nice Easter suit. He is ready to give us a complete practice report. This is exclusive stuff here for the next 45 minutes. You don't get this anywhere else. The practice is over. The interviews are over. Everything you want to know about the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I mean, let's be honest. We could actually get it from another reporter. I mean, <laughs> But you don't have access to one. There you go. Right? The timing go. of this show no, is... I just got to talking to Brad Sham, so I mean, I could have got it from Brad. Nobody but, else know. has a podcast, though. There you go. Man. That's right. right. So finally. do you want me to go for 45 finally. minutes? 45 Baby, Guys, let's go. go ahead. Just, but <laughs> Finally, back. the news of the day has happened before we kick off. Yes, now that's a absolutely. good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where would you like to start? Let's start with the coaching staff. Yes, sir. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, all the coaches uh, that were on COVID uh, reserve, or not COVID reserve, but out with COVID, uh, are back in the building except for Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy said this morning that he would return Thursday morning. And he said, and as antsy he is <laughs> and tired of talking on the phone. And <clears throat> Zooming. Zooming. Yes. <laughs> that <clears throat> he was thinking of showing up at the Star at 12.01 a.m. Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to get You back. know, that reminds me of when I went on a cruise. And, of course, you go and you always take the two days to kind of go at the end. And then you, you, you make the stops on the way back. Well, going there two days on a, on a boat, man, that just kills me. When it was time to get off that first stop. Did I you was, go running? I was running. I was the first one in line to get the heck off of that boat. So, well, yeah, I, got I get a, it. I got I a cure it. for that, too, by the way. <laughs> what is that? You take a one-way trip. And then fly back. Interesting. But then you missed the cruise. No, Alaska, all the way. Stop, 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 all the way to Anchorage, and then fly out. Yeah, but dude, Anchorage versus Antigua? Come on, man. Anchorage. (laughs) (laughs) You see what I'm saying? He says Anchorage. You didn't see any icebergs in in Antigua, did you? (laughs) Okay, so back to Mike McCarthy. Yes, sir. And you didn't see much sun in Anchorage. Uh, Yes, I did, as a matter of fact. so the offensive line coaches were back. The offensive assistant was back. The strength and conditioning coaches were back. The weight room is open. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there was a reunion out there today. <laughs> now, as for practice, oops, 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 sorry. This alarm just goes. Yes, sir. Just make sure I'm on time. <laughs> uh, 
Now well, that would be like three minutes late. Ever <laughs> well, since. no, that was I was on time when the, the ten minutes before that. See, <laughs> that that's, oh, that, and then that was the snooze, well, the reminder, yes. right? <laughs> okay. As for practice, uh, Randy Gregory, they started his twenty-one day practice uh, period off of IR, so he was in practice and looking like he was moving awfully well. So we'll see uh, just where it ends up at the end of the week. I think they're hopeful that they'll activate him uh, for the game. Yes. Uh, but uh, if not, for sure, the next game, Neville Gallimore was back out there practicing. Demarcus Lawrence was still back out there uh, practicing. And one guy we've all forgot about, I think, getting into and out of the uh, Saints game, Tristan Hill off suspension. He's back out there <laughs> practicing. Uh, That's right. He got reduced from two to one Two game. to one game, yeah. right? Nice. Uh, hey, that could make the difference. Terrence Steele off of COVID, so he's back out there. The only player the Cowboys still have on COVID is Nashawn Wright. And they said maybe, I think Mike said, maybe Saturday he would – he would be able to. Why, come why off. the delay? He's ten days, I guess. Okay. And so, or he hasn't tested, you know, negative. You understand. Within twenty-four hours, mm-hmm. Cedric Wilson was back out there practicing too. By the way, uh, is he is he favorable for the game? I would think so because it looked like he was doing everything. The one guy that I think will be listed as limited or maybe did not practice was Tony Pollard. Looks like he's got a foot injury. Mm. Uh, he was working on the cords uh, with Britt Brown uh, along with Donovan Wilson. So Donovan Wilson's still on injured reserve. It sounded like he was maybe a couple weeks from uh, being out there. And God, as, we have a deep, talented team. And Ezekiel Elliott looked like he was practicing fully out there. Until uh, he gets was, hit on that knee. <laughs> was ready to, I mean, get out there because he was doing everything. Came out after he did his rehab indoors. Came out, rode the bike for a while. So you will see a picture of <laughs> Zeke uh, riding the stationary bike because the stationary bike was right next to where the cameramen mm-hmm. stand. Uh, and they were basically it, it was Terrell Owens all over again from training camp, oh, no, right? Don't, no, that's Except not. Bill, Dil, Bill didn't get <laughs> pissed off at him, right? Because Terrell came out there like he was dressed for uh, for the Tour de France, uh, that's right, and didn't go over real well with the head coach. Um, and I think that's everybody. Uh, I mean, they seem almost certain that Gallimore was ready to go. Uh, so that was a good sign. Noah Brown wasn't out there, and I think he suffered something at the end of the game. Uh, John Fossil, during his uh, conference call on uh, Monday, mentioned something about him and his contributions on uh, on the special team. So we'll see where that one goes. And it looked like with all those defensive ends back out there, Micah Parsons was working before they got in the team period with the linebackers. There you go. So mm-hmm. how about having all three of those guys back out there with Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, and Micah Parsons? And I can't remember – I. I think I pointed this out yesterday. Dan Quinn saying that the three of them have only played 28 snaps together so far this year. The three of them all together. Which would have been the Tampa Bay game. Which would have been Tampa Bay, exactly. Because after that, DeMarcus Lawrence was, Lawrence out. was yeah. hurt. Uh, and then Gregory missed this last game when Lawrence came back. So, yes. 
So that's uh, uh, a pretty good assessment. Demarcus Lawrence said uh, he was talking about having everybody out there, and I thought it was somebody asked him about um, having those guys out there. And, and, you know, how much does that help you? And he said, having those guys out there is a blessing to me, but to me, have me out there is a blessing to them. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to love that, right? Uh, and uh, as for Zeke, he talked about his knee being stiff. Uh, and someone asked him about, well, now you're going to play in, in the Northeast and it's going to possibly be cold. And he goes, yeah, but he goes, once I get it warmed up, uh, then, I, you know, I seem to be fine. Uh, and he said, plus, when you play up there, they give you those benches so you can sit down yes, on them. They're man. a warming bench. Yes, they are. And he goes, that'll help the knee loosen you up. Gotta be careful, boy. They will. I don't know if they've uh, upgraded them at all, but. People have gotten burns from those things, or or, or those blowtorches. Yes, they the blowtorches. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, but he said uh, he said it's stiff. That that was how he kind of uh, you know just kind I don't of like explained. I don't like that. But he said once it gets warmed up, he said I'm fine. And everybody's acting like he's getting dragged off the field, or, or he's dragging himself off the field. And he disagreed. Um, and he said, in playing on it, doesn't make it worse. He goes, and he basically said, like, in three weeks or so, he said it'd probably be back to normal. He said no one's healthy. Uh, and they asked him about getting rest because everybody else was taken off. And he goes, you'd have to drag me off the field. Yeah, and see, that's the problem. But you could clearly see Spags when he, when he broke outside that one time. You know, he wasn't going to try and make something out of nothing. But right. he went straight for the sideline. And it wasn't just that he went straight for the sideline. You could see that his, his, his limp was there. And, and that kind of worries me, especially with now Tony Pollard. Yeah, limited. Well, uh, that, they, that could be. By the way, they added Edo Smith to the practice. I was going to say, you know today. what? That's amazing. You said that because I'm sitting here thinking they need to add a running back. They need to add a running well, back. They did. Okay. And Edo Smith was a fourth round draft choice out of Southern Mississippi. He was pretty good at Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, Atlanta took him, and I pl- think he played for the Falcons for like three years. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dan Quinn would have a knowledge, of course, right? Of and then he bounced around this year off of uh, practice squads, and so the Cowboys just signed him to the practice squad. Uh, and because it was weird, I was I uh, when I went out there, I saw forty three, and I go. Picked up my thing that's like 43. What was 43? And then it was like, oh, Edo Smith. Mm-hmm. And I had heard they were going to make a practice squad addition today. So, how's uh, he look, Bill? What you got on him? Um, he actually five. was their backup running back. And I think he started a few games until the, the year that Todd Gurley showed up. And then he ended up, they ended up releasing him, as I'm, if, if I remember correctly. Let's see. I got his NFL stats being called up as we speak, if it'll work. Come on now. Oh, I just had him. I should have not let him go. Um, it's coming. He's five, eight and a half. I'll tell you that much. That's all right. Running back size. That's know, good. That's right. That's good. 200 pounds when he came out. Um, Let's see. With see, last year with Atlanta, 
63. He played in 14 games, 63 carries, 268 yards, 4.3 yards a carry. What year? So Gurley, you you were saying that in uh, his first year in the league in 2018, mm-hmm. right? He had got it four, uh, 14 games, 90 carries, 315 yards, just three and a half yards a carry, four touchdowns. And then Gurley came along in what 19 or so with yes. them, and so he would have been the backup then. But and, I mean, you just needed. Much. I think. Just like we were talking about at the end of the show yesterday, the Cowboys need to be able to run the football to close out games. That's why this and, bothers me. And yeah, and that's why a Pollard injury. I mean, we we're. I was sitting there going, okay, well, maybe they didn't want to run Zeke because he's hobbled a little bit. Okay, they could run Pollard, whatever. But then, what if? What if Zeke goes out? What if Pollard goes out? Now, as we're getting closer to the end of the season, they have to make sure that they've got. You know reinforcements, yeah, and, and other than just Clement, right, right. right. And they do have Corey Clement, right, but they need another guy. But this guy's uh, at least got guy. he's got experience. Yeah. Clement's got experience too. Yeah, so, right. So now so you, you got, got a couple. Guys. So it's you fortified the position in case of injury. And, they're and it's not just about running the ball. These guys got to pick up blitzes, mm-hmm. right? Because that's why you want a veteran guy. Day. You know, you got Jaquan Hardy. Is he still on the practice squad? I think he might be. Uh, yes. Yeah, and so, but he's a young guy, and so you want a veteran guy that once you get, you know, pushing towards the postseason that you yeah. can depend on for but sure. Right, right now, just for this game alone, everyone's going to be blessing the quarterback. Okay, that's just the way it is. That, and I that, saw a stat by the way chance that they have a beating. I up. saw a stat by the way that uh, Washington has blitzed. Uh, the quarterbacks 30-some percent of the times, and they're leading the league. In, and they're in going to increase category. it for this game right. because this is a big game, and they saw what, they've seen what has happened the previous games with us. We do well under the blitz, but we don't do as well. So they're going to try to put as much pressure on us as possible. You know, here's one reason why they'll leave Zeke in on nickel downs because they're worried about That's the blitz, it. and he, they trust him that picking is it. it up. Yes. And Dak's got a pretty high quarterback rating against the blitz, if you want to believe those statistics. No, no, his, 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 his under pressure, we, we, I've talked about it. They yes. say he's like number one, number two in the, in the league since he's been in the league. So that's just something that, that's his forte. But you don't want to want him to keep taking hits over and over again because that has a residual effect on you as the game goes on. He's it, tough. He's tough, and he can do it, but you don't want to have to, to, to deal with that. Here's another thing you, uh, I think Will McClay and the pro personnel people are keeping an eye on on a daily basis right now are teams that are basically out of contention releasing players to where you might be able to fortify, like a running back position. Yes. Let's, uh, the Saints this week, uh, they released Kenny Stills. And that's right. not a running back, but it's that's an example of you want to to make sure that you're covering yourself in case. With, and, and, with, and with you have, experienced players. With, and, and the beauty of it in this COVID era of the NFL is you can sign a veteran guy and put him on his practice squad for a limited amount then, of time. And then bring him and up. And then bring him up. You, you don't have to make an immediate exactly. roster move. Maybe even you keep him on the practice squad for a week or two. And then if you have a need, then, uh, you know, it's the, and because there are teams like, say, the Texans, you know, they're out of it. Right. The Lions, whatever. Right. They may have veteran players. They just want to release and may, someone picks them up and they don't. They aren't on the hook for the rest of the. Or they salary. want to bring somebody up off the practice squad that they don't right. want to lose exactly. their rights to. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and Kenny Steele's probably sitting there going, "Okay, I guess I shouldn't have dropped that pass against the <laughs> Now, actually, it might benefit a guy like him. There, and there may be some yeah, veteran right. guys. To a there's, team. there's veteran guys who are telling their team, "Hey, I got. I'm in my last year in this league." 
league, okay? Do me a favor, release me so I can get picked up and by a potential playoff team. That's and right. the key thing, we're at the point of the season where everybody – uh, that gets released has to go through waivers. Mm-hmm. It's it's no longer oh I'm a veteran vested veteran and I can choose where I want to go. At this point, you got to go through waivers. So the Cowboys are pretty far down the list, obviously at eight and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, along those lines, why why does the league have the trade deadline when they do? Why not push it back to like the end of November? Or is it, can you think of a reason why they have it? Early so, November. So some some teams can't just say, "Okay, I'm dumping this guy and and do another team a favor." Okay. I mean, that's why the the, the you have to go through waivers now, right? Too, and right? that and that and that kicks in right after the trade deadline, right? And, and that so. and that could be the same reason for the trade deadline, too. right? So you you don't have any. Uh, cahoots going on out there, mm-hmm. as they might say up northeast. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, and the only other thing I was going to point out is uh, I like this from C.D. Lamb. Uh, he was talking about all these four four of the last five games, division games, and you know what? What do you think? He goes, "I'm excited. I'm really excited." So it's and and Mike McCarthy basically said that this morning about the division games. He goes, this is what you want. Yep. This is the challenge that you want to find out just where you're at. So yep. No, it's not like, oh, I can't back into this. It's like, no, i got to play well That's to right. get into the playoffs. And it's in right? your hands. Right. I mean, here it is. You've got the division. You're in the, in the, in the uh, division lead, and you have division games coming up. Other teams look at this as their opportunity to make a move on the Cowboys. And somebody pointed out, I was listening on radio, and it was like, well, yeah, if Washington wins out, they're, they're going to the playoffs. And I'm like, okay, that means yeah. they're going to win nine straight. Are they good enough to win nine straight games? And the key on that is the rest of their game. They have, Their five remaining games are all division games right. for Washington. Two Dallas, against Dallas the Cowboys, has, two against Philadelphia. I'm not sure. I think it's two against Philadelphia and one against the – I think it, it – or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But, yes, right. all five. So And Cowboys, of course, have four of their last five. Do so you, you like the way the, the NFL has set this up? I yes. haven't looked at the, at the other divisions. I, I assume it's Same pretty thing. similar. Yeah, yeah, it's great. The way things no one... were going early on, it looked like, uh, you know, it was going to be a boring this, – this part of the season was going to be boring for the Cowboys. Right. We wouldn't need it. But since we faltered a little bit, man, they faltered themselves right into strength. To me, I think the only team that might be somewhat clear of this – December rush would be Arizona if they beat the Rams. I, I think they play this this coming game. Yes, okay. they I, do. If I'm yes, they do. And and I think they would have like a th- three to four game lead mm-hmm. with four to go. Uh, but everybody else in, in all the divisions, everybody's going to be scrambling, That's right. right? And you're going to be playing each other. So these games are meaningful. There's no. This saying, is an opportunity for these teams to have the momentum going into the playoffs, right? Which is what every team that Tampa did it last year. Streak into the Green playoffs. They did it before streaking to the playoffs. I think I remember Tom Landry saying something like that. <laughs> streaking, streak yeah, into listen the playoffs. Listen to him say streaking. That was probably weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 the other thing is is there, there's not going to be any of this. Okay, we got this sewed up, so we can just you know blow off the last two games Mm-mm. of the year because as we know that number one seed is pretty important and everybody's going to be playing down the stretch oh, I'm, I'm sticking with my prediction 10 and 7 cowboys winning the east you know a number of years ago the, the nfl uh, dis- made it 
made the decision to schedule the last week of the season and maybe the second to last week of the season division games. Right. And now, maybe it's because of the 17-game season, they've extended it basically. Now, there there are some aberrations, you know, like the Cowboys playing the Cardinals, whatever. But we're basically the last month of the season. Which ended up being genius, Cowboys playing the Cardinals, depending on what happens this this next week. And so, uh, it's like the last five weeks of the season, they've, they've done it now. And... Um, and because I haven't liked it in the past when it's just the last two, because sometimes the whole thing's decided before you're actually That's playing true. your division games. But I like this, where you basically set aside the last month is if you're go get three it time. or four. And yeah, with the end, the other part of it is with the with the extra playoff team. Now you got seven playoff teams in each conference. And don't you know, for guys like Bill Jones in the TV business. Uh, the TVs love That's, this because they've got more games that course. they could switch, like those night games. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I've got now three weeks, and I've got eight div- divisions that these games are going to be important. Okay, in. so considering this is a noon game, uh, how late do they wait to reschedule if they're going to reschedule? The flexing? <laughs> yes. it's been. I think you have to do it the Monday before. Oh, so it's too late. Before the... Monday before the game? I'm not or sure. Earlier, so it's too late, basically. Or is it 10 days, something like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. it's not 10 days. It may be the Sunday. It, may, it seems like by Sunday night. You have to do it know. for the next. Yeah. It yeah. So we're good. Like, we're steady at, right. at noon. And the Cowboys have a night game. Uh, the Is it the Giants game that's a night game here? Uh, just open that thing up right there. Your oh, book. Oh. Get off of the internet. <laughs> It's the first page. Best bags. It's the open it's a page. Noon, the Giants game is a noon game. It's Washington, Washington back here, here the day after Christmas. Right, yeah. right. That's the night game. That's the night game. Okay. Yeah. So, so obviously, if they're that's a night game, they're probably not flexing one before or after because Arizona's next, right? Let's just think yes. about that. Let's think how if Arizona loses. Then this, this, this. The, if we the, take a break, I'm going to go and get that schedule over on that chair over there, and it's got all the team that. schedules. Okay. So, do you want to take a break? Yes, sir. Uh, I think, we're going to go ahead. I think we're only six time. minutes behind. Right? <laughs> we're going to take a break here on Big Shots. <laughs> hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. 
proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, to mixed shots. Everson, your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd and Sunday, April 3rd. They are. That would be 2022. (laughs) Tickets are on sale now. Get yours before they sell out. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. I am on it right now. All right, uh, either of you have superstitions? No. You have a superstition, Mickey? Um, Javon Curse. Jerron. 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 He was talking Javon. about his brother. Oh, really? Way. Oh, yeah, because they asked him to compare Micah Parsons' rookie year to his brother's rookie year. And and he started smiling, and he goes, oh. Whoa, wait a minute. This is new to me. Javon Curse? Yeah. That's J. Ron Curse's brother. Oh, that's cool. Older brother. Oh, wow. And he said, so I'm playing here. Let's say it's a tie (laughs) at this point. But anyway, he pointed out that uh, somebody asked him about having Dan Quinn on the field instead of up in the box. What was the difference? And he basically said, well, you know, it was kind of nice to come off the field and have the defensive coordinator shake your hand or pat you on the back instead of, you know, listening over a phone. And somebody said something about, uh, well, are you superstitious? Because you guys had four interceptions. And he goes. But, uh, it's it, it, it's it, uncle. Uncle? Oh, oh yeah. I thought Javon it was his is Yeah, uncle. I was going to yeah. say, that guy's is old. Yeah, he is. <laughs> it is possible. Yeah. But it, 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 was, is. it was related. Right? Yeah, that's cool. That's but cool. it is interesting, and, and I'll let you continue. It is interesting that we've gone this long before it's really been out there much common knowledge. Right. The family relationship between him and, and the And the, the family athleticism, yeah. guys. Right. That is amazing. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> his cousin, by the way, is Philip Buchanan also. Oh, who, stop. Man, yeah, stop. Go ahead. The cornerback, uh-huh. cornerback, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was saying, "Well, I'm kind of superstitious, and we did have four interceptions with Dan on the field, so uh, <laughs> we'll see where that one goes." Um, but anyway, did uh, you? So, did you say a superstition? Did I? Am yeah. I? Uh, not really. You didn't say what his superstition uh, is. Oh no, he said. Uh, yeah. Oh, he the, didn't say what else it was. No, yeah, just I'm um, kind of superstitious. Well, he said a fruit roll up. He eats a fruit roll up every day. Oh, is that what he yeah, said? Yeah. Since the, well, since the Kansas City game, it's not like it's been that long. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a superstition. No, it's not. Yeah. It's just, just, Somebody asked Jason Garrett about that, and he goes, "I'm not superstitious. I just." Kind of have a routine, right? And I do it the same way. That's what I have. Yeah, I had I had to spat my own shoes. I don't want nobody touching my shoes. I I I take better than anybody can. I put the left one on first and the right one on second. No, that's weird. That is a superstition. <laughs> and if I change, it's like, oh, should I do that? Wait, oh, man, yeah. Take that thing off. Yeah, he's superstitious. Yeah, he's superstitious. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's routine. By the way, Jason Garrett for the Duke job. I saw that. Got it? His name. He's, he's, oh. he's a candidate for the but, Duke. Hey, with his his in with Shusevsky, 
right? We remember he takes. Well, he's leaving. I know, but he's still kind of <laughs> involved with the club. Right? Has, I mean, with the yeah, school. He has, he has um, gone there before. That would be a good spot for him. It really would. Yeah. But also that George Edwards name came up too. The Cowboys linebacker okay. coach. I, I forgot he he. That's where he went to school, mm-hmm. and he actually started his coaching career there. So his name has come up. So you think, a, you think Jones might have given uh, Jason Garrett a little, you know, endorsement? The who? quarterback Jones. The quarterback. Oh, Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Oh, Daniel oh yeah, Jones. There, that's that's a great oh, yeah. great I didn't thought think of there. That. Oh, yes. you're way ahead of us. Uh-huh. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking like Bill. See, that's what uh-huh. I'm thinking like that, Bill. That's a good one there. Mm-hmm. If they still like him, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, with Duke's football history, they right. got to love Daniel Jones. So anyway, here's my schedule. We were talking about it, right? Yes. And that's why we took the break. So like no, Can- we were late. Kansas City <laughs> Kansas City has a one-game lead over the Chargers. Okay. And they've got to play Vegas, the Chargers, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Denver. That's hard. So they've got one... Two. That is a very difficult road out. So they've got three mm-hmm. three division games left. So that's up in the air, right? Uh, Tennessee has a one-and-a-half game lead over Indianapolis. They've got to play Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Miami, and Houston. So they've got two, two division games left. Uh, Indianapolis has New England, Arizona, Vegas, and Jacksonville. So that division's kind of up for grabs. Who, has, also, who was the last one? Who, what team was that? Uh, Indianapolis. It's also blown to smithereens, my theory that the NFL has has scheduled division games throughout the last month of the season. Other than the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> yeah, because the AFC South, apparently, they're not, they didn't schedule it that way no, in that did. division. Well, the AFC North now, Baltimore, has to still play Cleveland, Green Bay, Cincinnati, the Raiders, I mean the the Rams and Ooh. Pittsburgh. Ooh. So they got three. That's so they tough. got three, right? It's not just divisional; those are tough non-divisional right. games. Mm-hmm. Uh, England, England, <laughs> <laughs> England. Uh, what did you say, Atlanta? Atlanta. Yesterday, yeah, Atlanta. For yesterday was Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they've got uh, a one, <laughs> one and a half, two and a half game lead over Buffalo. Is that right? Nine and seven. Who are we talking about now? The Patriots. Uh, okay. New England. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, England, yeah. Yeah, England. England. <laughs> the U.K. The U.K. has a lead. One and a half game lead. Uh, they've got a bye this week. And That's then they've huge. got to play Indy, Buffalo, Jacksonville, and Miami. So they've got two That is a nice road left. out for them. They might go. They might win out. Buffalo has Tampa Bay, Carolina, New England, Atlanta, and the Jets. So they've got a bunch of division games. So somebody, somebody's going to be losing some of those games. So, yeah. Yeah, somebody has. Somebody has to. Speaking of England. England. Um, <laughs> who do you think is the coach of the year in the NFL this year? Oh, I think Belichick's got to be right up there. Mm-hmm. I agree. You of course, think- Kingsbury with their Arizona, but I think what 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 and, and maybe the executive of the year too. I mean, he's the way they put their team together and uh, the way they dismantled last year, and then they put it all back together this year, and then drafting the quarterback who uh, with the fifteenth overall pick. But it's 
just the way they've they've done it this year, and they got the best record in the AFC right now with five games to go. You think no one's ever called him England before? <laughs> For short? No. No, no one's no. ever done that. No. no. It's the first right here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Very proud. So, so you would vote for Belichick right now with five games to go, Coach of the Year. How many times, I wonder, has Belichick won Coach of the Year? Probably never. Probably very few times. Uh, been early on. Early on. Early on. With, I mean, with, it's uh, like you know, once you establish yourself as the best coach in the league, you never get the award. In 1994 with the Browns, he could have gotten Coach of the Year. Taking that team to the playoffs after everyone already knew that Modell was going to sell the team in 93. And then they come back after that in 95, and it's done. But in 94, they came here. To Texas Stadium, uh, they held them on fourth and goal. They held them on four downs on first and goal, and won the ball game. You recall that? Cleveland Browns come into Texas Stadium. Ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, I remember that. That was a hell of a game. They came in and beat us. And Jay Novacek stopped at the one yard line. And it was yeah, and the quarterback was, threw the ball under was, the, the goal before. It the was goal late line. into the season. No, it was December. Right? It was a mid-season. Nineteen fourteen no, final. They, I think. They yeah. Let me look the, it up. Yeah, yeah. so he could have gotten coach of the year that year. I mean, I mean, I think he should should have because Cleveland was after ninety three. We were in the dirt, and you were and done by then. I right? was done by then. He got rid of me half the season. We were in first place in the NF, in the uh, AFC Central e, uh, uh, division. And by the time in ninety four, in ninety three, three, right. and then yeah. we ended up we tanked the whole rest of the season. They did. What's what's the date today? December eighth. Yeah, that was December tenth, nineteen ninety four. Wow, wow. twenty seven years Boy, ago. A trip yeah. down memory lane with mm-hmm. Everson Walls and, right here. And, and, and guess what the final score was? It was a. They, no one hit twenty. Very low no one score. hit twenty. Like what 15, I just 13, 19, 14. Yeah, nineteen fourteen. Yeah. That was a hell of a game. I was very impressed because I was upset from being released, and I wanted to see what they were going to do afterwards. So I was actually kind of proud because Pepper Johnson was on the team. These are guys that I played with, and they came in 94. And no one expected the Browns to be up there. And Troy Aikman, if you can believe this, got unmercifully criticized on that play because he didn't throw the ball into the end zone. Mm-hmm. And he threw it underneath and had – Novacek not slipped at the last moment. He's going to score. Yeah. Cowboys win. Yeah, and he came up like a half yard. Yeah, short. that was that was very exciting. I can still yeah. see it as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And so, when, for don't him, ask me for, about last year, but I can tell you, ninety four. <laughs> There's oh, another little, little, little trivia note right on there. that. That was a Saturday afternoon game. Was it really? Was it really? Mm-hmm. Yep. And see, when you look at those seasons and in the early years with with uh, Brady, you would think that Belichick would have won at least he's, twice. All right, he's won uh, NFL Coach of the Year three times, 03, 07, and 2010. No 94. Right. Hmm. So there you go. And well, now then. you know the rest of That's the story. Right. All right, and we've got more mixed shots coming your way in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back, 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 to Mick Shots. Dak Prescott is our nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Yay. Award presented by Nationwide, recognizing NFL players for outstanding community service activities off the field and excellence on the field. Help Dak earn a $25,000 donation to his Faith Fight Finish Foundation by voting on Twitter. Tweet hashtag WPMOY challenge followed by Prescott through January 17th. Vote DAC. Good read. Good stuff. And a good award, too. Mm-hmm. That's a very prestigious award in the National Football yes, League. But you shouldn't have to read a spot that has Faith Fight Finish Foundation. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> you, you zoomed right through it. Hopefully you'll be able to read that on a fabulous Football Friday. <laughs> there you go. There you as well. <laughs> so here it is, Washington defensive end Montez Sweet. Sweat. Sweat, sorry. You said Was it right expected, the first time. I know, to practice Wednesday for the first time in a month since breaking his jaw against Denver Broncos, but now faces a second hurdle with a positive COVID 19 test. They've put him on COVID reserve today, meaning he will have to miss at least 10 days because wow. the 25 year old is unvaccinated. Yes. You filled in the blanks perfectly. And so uh, that probably get pr- pretty much takes pretty close to taking him out for next week. Almost yeah, the, yeah. the following game. Mm-hmm. And probably won't have much practice before he they plays play the, the Cowboys, Cowboys again. again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we talk about the scheduling quirks. Do you Wait, l- let me finish oh, one ahead. more thing. All right. Uh, Sweat created a stir in the offseason when he admitted he was not a fan of the team's push to get players vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Said he needs more facts and stuff. Well, he's got time now. He can, he can 10 days he, off. Yeah, he, he can, can research, study it and right? check it out and see how he feels. Yeah, now he, he can be his own guinea pig. How he, about that? He, he can get the fact right now. <laughs> so, yes, sorry. speaking of scheduling, yes. uh, do you like the fact that the NFL has scheduled Dallas versus Washington twice in the span of three weeks? I don't know if I'm a fan of that. 
but playing the division games, I'm good with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that seems a little ridiculous. Why? Well, they, they're not the only team to do that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're, I'm yeah, sure there are several, some others. several moments where that comes up uh, throughout the season. So it's just another hurdle. It's just another quirk in the schedule. It's just another thing to, to get over. I'd love to get Washington out of the way uh, quickly well, because they make me nervous. Well, here's what Washington's got to do. So after they play the Cowboys, they play Philadelphia, then Dallas, then Philadelphia again. Wow, so they got back-to-back. I mean, back-to-back, back-to-back. Two out of three, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Right. And, um, and then close with the Giants. Oh, but look at this one. Oh, Philadelphia. Okay, I just said. Uh, mm-hmm. So Philadelphia has got to play Washington, the Giants, and Cowboys. Washington. And Dallas. And then Dallas. Yeah. So why did they save all the NFC East games to the Because they hate the, the NFC East. They disrespect the <laughs> NFC East all the time. They came into the season saying the Cowboys, oh, the Cowboys and the NFC East. Well, yeah, Mickey, then, then Mick, you look, at the, look at the NFC North. And, Mickey, if the Cowboys and Washington are – if the Cowboys are playing four of their last five against the NFC East and Washington's playing all five, then you can figure the Phil- that the Eagles and the Giants have similar have schedules. do the same thing. <laughs> right. But, but every, two out of three – Every one. Uh, well, and then now okay. that's unusual. You talk about you don't like it. That's I think what I don't like. It's like the NFC. You know East what alone. happened? You know what happened? They put the computer, put the schedule together, and they forgot to schedule the NFC East. Yeah, yeah seems right. Like it's like, it. Okay, it let's seems just let like it. Let's yeah. play let's each just other. Sprinkle it all together, and we'll see how it comes oh. out. Oh, that's crazy. It, all right, here's the other thing: Washington's com- fans are complaining about. Okay, last week they had to, they played at Vegas. Vegas was coming off a Thursday game the week before, so they had right. time to rest. This week, Washington is playing Dallas, and Dallas is coming off a Thursday game the week before. Now, they did it to Tampa Bay, too, and I guess they thought maybe Carolina was going to be really good because they play Carolina twice in the last three games. That, 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 I just that, that doesn't make sense. But when you throw this extra game in there, I don't think they knew what the heck they were doing after that. It's like they got tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's start out with all this energy. Ooh, look at this. Look at that. Yeah, like, look at these oh, matchups. We, we, got just... through, we got through November and the great TV That's ratings That's like me when I cut my yard. You know what I mean? I'm like, after a while, man, this edge up is, you know, it's, it's going to grow back, you know? The, the computer got tired, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to see if there was any other mm-hmm. ones like that. I'm not coming across too many of them. So. Well, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So That's carry crazy. on if you care, you know. <laughs> all right. So in our last couple of minutes here, all right, Washington. We're going to take a up close look at Washington the next couple of days here, because this is a Washington team that's now they're the hottest team in the NFC right Can now. You believe that? They've won winning streak. four in a row. Tampa Bay's won three in a row. Included in that four-game winning streak is a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers four that weeks started ago. It. That started and no this game streak. was easy. I mean, every one of them was a fight to the finish. But and what has happened because the Cowboys struggled during that stretch pretty much. Here we sit with the Cowboys with a two-game lead in the division, and this truly is. An all-important game, I think, on Sunday at Washington because if the Cowboys win, they've got a three-game lead. And the Eagles are off this week, so it would be a three-game lead over the Eagles as well. Mm -hmm. And if the Cowboys lose, it's a one-game lead. Right. So it's a pretty important game. Mm -hmm. And 
So I know we don't have much time, but what should the Cowboys be worried about with the Washingtons? Pressure. No doubt. The, the, the Cowboys have to worry about pressure because they realize that that is really, when you take a look at it, yeah, Dak looks good against pressure, but that's been our Achilles heel because what it does, it takes us out of our complete game plan. We throw well against the Blitz, but we don't run well against the Blitz. And so you still need the balance. And when it comes down to it, by them blitzing the ball, they kind of predicate what we do offensively. I remember early in the season, uh, you had Kellen Moore was so creative with not just plays but personnel. I don't know if the, the depth has been affected you know, by injuries and things of that nature, but the personnel that he's chosen and the, the packages that he always put on the field, it was very confusing for the opposition. I, it seems like he has gone away from that creativity because now is when we need it. You know, when the pressure's getting on us, when they, we become predictable, we need to be unpredictable now. I, well, I think we've it's hard to be that. unpredictable when you played two games basically without your two best receivers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that hurts. Uh, and then, um, you know, also not getting leads either. You're always in, in these tight games. So when you look at it, like so, I've always said before you go on, Spat, that's why defensively, you know, we've got to be together. All three facets of the game, or what that's what gets you through moments like this. Some make sure that you don't make the mistakes. You play like you did against the Saints. You make sure that whatever problems you're having offensively, you better make up for it on the defensive side. And they're not moving the ball offensively. Let's get four interceptions. Right. You they, see? they do bring pressure, but they act, Cowboys actually have two more sacks than they do. Cowboys have 26 sacks. They've got 24. Oh, I'm not surprised. We're but here's maybe where the difference is. Their quarterback pressures, they've got 77. Now, those are judged by the team, so who knows what that means. But they also, at this point— So that could be blitz or no blitz. Yeah, and and, and then the other thing is they've got 45 passes defensed, meaning they've knocked down 45. That seems to be a lot. Well, you look at the Saints now. The Saints were covering us extremely closely. Right, in in man. Yes. Yes, so it's not that we hadn't seen. Let me see. Cowboys quarterback pressures. Oh, they didn't total them up for me. <laughs> you do, I got time to add all that up. No, you don't. Well, but Micah Parsons leads with 30. And Oh, my goodness. And <laughs> That is crazy. That's a crazy number, <laughs> Terrell Pasham. This guy is amazing. Pasham has 23, and Randy Gregory has 20. So my quick math tells me that's 73 right there. So maybe uh, for quarterback pressures, their 77 isn't all that much. Well, and the interesting thing about pressure is the fact that uh, now Washington doesn't have Montez Sweat this week, and they don't have Chase Young. And But and the interesting thing about that is three out of the four games on this four-game winning streak, they haven't had Chase Young, who's out for the and year. And they've been the still ACL. balling. Yeah. And, and so maybe that's why they're blitzing, because that's how they can get there. Defensively, they, they have that same energy that the Cowboys have on their front seven. And you have to admire that. That's what kept them in all the games. Jack Del Rio, defensive coordinator for the Washington football team. That's right. Ron Rivera does too. And that's Mm -hmm. what concerns me about that team. They're a well coached football team. That's right. All right.
We will have more mix shots at 1.30 tomorrow right here from inside the SWBC Podcast Studio. Go Cowboys. Be here. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!